0: I broke my arm like a week ago, and I can't figure out why it's not healed yet. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I am your host. I am a licensed therapist, online mental health coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content To remind you, we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. Wait, you broke your arm a week ago and you're mad that it's not healed yet? Jacqueline, don't be ridiculous. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you heard it the same way. Like, we're on the same page and you understand that that's silly, Because we're going to now take that thought pattern and apply it to our emotional health. I bet you saw that one coming. But bear with me because I'm frustrated by this for myself and for you. And I think this is the kind of tough love episode that you need right now. You're hearing this for a reason. When you break your arm, let's say you are a little kid and you're playing on the jungle gym and you fall off and you break your arm. Classic recess injury, right? And you have to go into the doctor and you get a cast. And eventually, you know, after a few weeks, you graduate to just a, you know, a cast that can come on and off and whatever, like a brace. And then after that, you're like, good as new, right? Couple months tops. And we love that. We love the like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment next week. I'm going to find things out and then, you know, I'll I'll have a game plan. We love to know what's going to happen, how long it's going to take. And and seeing those x-rays, watching the progress of the bone healing, everything going back in place and being as it should. We love that. That feels really great. Where we start to struggle is when we can't see that. With our emotional health, our feelings, our traumas, our losses, our hurt and pain, because we can't physically see it with our eyes, we can only feel it and and know what it the senses it's bringing up in our body. There is no way to track it. There is no way to know how long it's going to impact us, right? What's the progress? What's what's my prognosis, doc? I don't know. I do this for a living. People come and sit in my office and they tell me their traumas. Right? It's kind of like pulling out the x-ray machine and taking a look at what's going on. But at the end of it, I don't get to say, okay, I've seen this before. it'll probably take about two months for us to heal that. It sounds good. You come in every week. We'll, we'll do this, this, and this. And after about two months, you should be good. Give or take, right? I'd love if I could do that. But it's not how it works. We have no idea when it comes to our emotional health how long something is going to impact us. So you experience traumas and hurt and pain and you want instantaneous healing. I want it to happen right now. Because I should be over it. It shouldn't still bother me. It shouldn't take this long to work through it. I shouldn't need help still. I shouldn't still be crying about this. I shouldn't still feel angry about this. I shouldn't still feel embarrassed about that thing that happened. I shouldn't fill in the blank. Because at some point, apparently, you decided there was a timeline. And if you're not sticking to it, then you must be doing something wrong. When you get in a car accident and you break all the bones in one of your legs and you have to relearn how to walk, right? Something that feels so basic to you right now, but you have this accident and now you're in physical therapy twice a week. You've got braces. You've got a chiropractor. You've got a whole medical team looking after your care, trying to help you get recovered. You're going to all of these sessions. You're putting in all of the work. Do you sometimes get frustrated that it's not going as quickly? Absolutely. But do you still show up and go to the appointments? Of course you do. You're not going to sit down and decide, I just won't walk again. It's fine. I'll live with it. One of my legs is good. I'll just hop around on that one. The other one, I'm not going to rehab it. You wouldn't decide that. right? If you had a choice in the matter, you are going to do whatever it takes to learn how to walk. Whether that takes a few months or a couple of years. And guess what? When you learn how to walk again, you're still going to have moments where it doesn't feel quite right. Or pain and aches because that leg that was so injured that all of the bones were broken it, it it remembers, it still has the trauma. There are now, you know, inflammation and, and nerve damage and issues that are going to last long beyond learning how to walk again but this happens you go to therapy you're i'm going to get help for something i'm going to i'm going to heal something with my emotions something i've lived through my trauma my loss grief whatever and you think let me go back to therapy let me let me schedule a therapist for a few sessions that should be enough i just need to talk through a couple of things and then it's been 4 months and then it's been 6 months and then it's been a year and then you're like, why am, why am I still bothered by this? We've been talking about the same thing. We've been working on this for a year now. Why am I still struggling with it? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just not going to do it. I've been living with this hurt and pain my whole life. Why why even keep fighting it, right? And at that point, that is like giving up, relearning how to walk because you're frustrated and you're tired, and you didn't think it should be this hard, and you didn't know it was going to take this long, and you think you should be over it already. Why does our physical health get this grace and understanding and compassion that our emotional mental health does not receive from us? Have you ever wondered that? Just because you can't see it. You know, I'm seven months postpartum. Lars just turned seven months old. And I'm in therapy, as you know, and I'm working on my intrusive thoughts. And I am frustrated because I grew up in a society that A, rarely talked about postpartum and, and what that was really like, the realities of that. I had no idea. And B, six weeks. I thought postpartum was six weeks. You will get that baby out of your body and you have six weeks to recover. Because what happens at six weeks for moms? Six weeks after I pushed a whole ass human out of my body, I had one follow-up appointment. We checked in. I said, yeah, I'm feeling good. I've started going on walks and, you know, things are healing and, you know, I, I feel good. And that was it. I didn't have so much as a physical exam. Nobody looked at my hoo-ha or or checked that everything was pristine and back in working condition. I had a 15-minute appointment to say, how are you doing? Please fill out this questionnaire so we can make sure you don't have depression or anxiety. And then we're going to send you on your way never to be seen again Uh, until you have your next kid. I thought postpartum was six weeks long. (laughs) Literally. I'm not fucking with you. I'm not exaggerating. That is what I expected. After six weeks, I thought my hormones would be leveled out again. I would be good to go. I'm going to get cleared to work out and have sex with my husband. And (laughs) that's it. And here I am, seven months later. And that is very much not the case because I just went through another huge hormone shift when I quit breastfeeding a month ago. I'm still adapting to motherhood. I'm still not sleeping at night. So my body has not fully recovered yet, but I'm going to set a timeline and say, give it up. It's been seven months. Get over it. You've had your time to figure it out. If you haven't figured it out by now, then shit. What You had no business becoming a mom? That is the story that I'm feeling, right? That's feeding my brain. Because my hoo-ha healed <laughs> and my stomach trunk back down. And I'm no longer feeding a baby with my body. I should be good. But my mental emotional health is not okay. And I don't get to set a timeline on that. I don't get to dictate when it's going to be better. I don't get to say that it should be better by now. shouldn't still be struggling like this let me pose it to you like this if I were still having issues with my lady business after having a baby we would go to the doctor right I mean some of us wouldn't because especially if it's your first kid and you're still having issues and you're like I don't know maybe this is just normal maybe that's how it is now I pushed a kid out whatever but like, for the most part, we would be like, oh, this isn't normal. There's still something wrong with my lady business. And we would go back to the doctor and we would get the help that we need. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm trying to model here for you right now that my men- when it comes to my mental, emotional health, I am not okay. And I need to seek support and additional resources to help me get to a better place. So that's what I'm doing. I don't get to decide that it's been long enough and I should be over this and now I just have to live like this. No. Remember, that's like choosing not to walk again. Because it's hard. Because it's taking longer than you want it to. Because you still have aches and pains sometimes anyway, so what's the point? When you have trauma, when you have hurt, when you have anxiety and depression and these struggles. Even once you do all the healing work, you do the therapy, you invest in yourself, you take the time to reflect and learn and grow and evolve. Even when all of that happens, you still are going to have triggers. You are still going to struggle. You are still going to be reminded of things and feel those aches and pains. Is that a reason to not heal? You eat food every day. Is that a reason not to brush your teeth? Well, I'm going to eat again in a little bit anyway. Right? You're going to brush your teeth in the morning. Ah, forget it. i got to have breakfast, and then I'm going to have lunch, and then I'm going to have dinner. So what's the point of brushing my teeth? They're going to get dirty again anyway. And then bedtime rolls around, and you're going to brush your teeth, and they're like, ah, if I'm going to eat, eat again tomorrow. They're going to get dirty again. What's the point? What's the point in brushing my teeth? Well, they're just going to get nasty again tomorrow. It sounds silly, but that's literally what you're doing with your emotional health. When you are not actively seeking out ways to heal it, to improve it. You're just succumbing, saying, I'll just live like this. I can do it. I don't need to put in the work and make the changes and What's the point? Let's talk about this with grief and loss really quick because this is a huge one. When somebody, particularly what I've found is in adulthood, when I've worked with adults who didn't really ever experience loss in their childhood, right? Like all of their grandparents are still alive. Their parents are still alive. They are, none of their friends ever passed away. Like, and then, you know, they're 25 years old and their grandparent passes away. And they have never felt grief like this before. They have no experience with it. This is their first time losing someone close to them. And, you know, they're staying in that state of shock for a while. And then, you know, it's the denial, it's the anger, it's the bargaining. You, they go through the stages, right, which the stages... There's no particular order to them. You could skip stages. You might stay in a stage longer than another. Like There's nothing set in stone about that. But it's the year anniversary of their grandparents passing, and they're all tore up, crying all the time, irritable, angry, just mad at the world, feeling so lost. And all they can say is, I don't know why. I'm still struggling with this so bad. I don't know why I'm still having such a hard time with this. It's been a year. I should be over it by now. It shouldn't still affect me so largely. Why do you get to decide that? Why do you get to say how it is supposed to impact you? When have you ever been able to do that with your emotions before? You like break up with your first true love and you're like, okay, I'm going to give myself two days and then I'm over it. Has that ever in the history of ever worked for someone? To just shut it off after, like, okay, your two days are up, that's it. No. Because the first time you hear your guys' song on the radio, the rush of emotions is going to flood you again. And the first time you go to that place where you had your first date and you guys are broken up, you're going to feel that pain and that sadness and the hurt. And you're going to be reminiscing that relationship, right? That is all normal reactions. But because we set an expectation on our mental emotional health to be instantaneous healers, there is no room. For anything other than your timeline. By doing this, we are not honoring what our body is trying to communicate to us when we're feeling big emotions. You're basically saying, screw you. right? That's like telling that broken leg that you're trying to rehab and learn how to walk again. Fuck you, I don't need you, I'm going to walk no matter what you're doing. But all those leg bones in that leg are shattered. And if you stand on it, you are going to crumble to the ground. You don't get to look at that leg and say, fuck you, I'm walking, no matter what you say. Because that leg will not support you. So stop looking at your emotions and saying, fuck you, I'm not feeling that. I shouldn't feel like that anymore. Because it's not going to support you. It is going to continue to live on in your body as the lump in your throat, the knot in your stomach, the irritability in your tone of voice, the tension in your shoulders, the migraine in your brain, the ability to not sleep at night, the conflict in your relationships, the burnout in your career. It will manifest in your life if you do not deal with it. I can promise you that. So you can keep standing up And saying fuck you to that leg and trying to walk and just keep falling flat on your face? Or you can take the steps to heal and rehab that leg so that you can learn to walk again. Do the work. Listen to those emotions. Hear your traumas and your pain and your hurt honor those experiences the same way you would a broken leg. I love you guys so much. I hope you needed this little reminder and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.